So we're holding by Melach Malev, we have Perikid Gimel, Pasuk Hay, this year we started as a Schosi Linishmas, Yeheskal Shraga ben Avram Yehuda, should also be a Schosi Linishmas, Abhil Mechbanasha, Moshe ben Daniel, Chaim Eloza ben Shimshanai, Yunasta Tsirobas Yeheskal, as well as a Schosfa Fushlem of Chaim Moshe Shod Bamaka, Chaim Dove Min Rachel. So we saw previously that Yeravam goes up on the Mizbech to offer the Katiris on this one of the Yom Tovim that he had invented in the month of Cheshvan. And at that point, the Navi of Hashem Idai approaches with the Nevuah that. Anyone who participates in the Avoidah on this Bama will be either killed on the Mizbeach or his bones will be dug up and burnt on the Mizbeach. And that the Navi gives a sign that this is the Nevuah from Hashem, the fact that the Mizbeach will split and that the ashes from the Karbonites will fall onto the ground. So we saw last time that Yeravam is incensed by this Nevuah and so he stretches out his hand to have Edoi seized by his guards, and as he does so, his hand withers and becomes paralyzed. So Pasuk Heva Mizbech Nikra, and at that point, just as the Navi predicted, the Mizbech split, the ashes spilled off of the Mizbech, just as the Navi had predicted would occur, and to prove that this was a Nevuah, from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that this punishment that would come to Yeravim and to those who were the Kaihane HaBamais. So, Pasuk Vav, Ayan HaMelech. So, the king speaks up, Vayoymer El Ishalikim, and he says to the man of God, Chalno Es Pnei Hashem Alekecha. Please, Davin, and beg for, um, for mercy on my behalf uh, from Hashem, Vispal El Badi, I want you to Davin for me, Vesashav Yadi Eloi, to allow my hand, or the use of my hand, to return to me. His hand was paralyzed right now. Vayichal Ishalikim Es Pnei Hashem, so the Man of Hashem beseeches from Hakadosh Baruch Hu, davens to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, vatoshav yad love, and the king's hand returned to him vayitihikaverishona, and it was like it had been before. He regains the use of his hand. Yeravam uses an interesting lashon. He says Hashem elikecha, Hashem your God, as if he's not Yeravam's God. So Rashi says that that was intentional, that he was referring to. Hashem Alekecha, as he's the God of Edoi, but he himself was not ready to do tshuva. As Rashi says, based on a, a um, Medrash in Tachuma, that he was still, even though this nays happens, and exactly as the Navi predicted, he still was not ready to do tshuva, and therefore he refers to Hashem as Alekecha, your God. The Art Scroll takes a different approach. The Art Scroll says that he was ashamed, Yeravim was ashamed to call Hashem his God when he's busy engaging in how does he have the chutzpah now? He's embarrassed, so how does he have the chutzpah to refer to Hashem as his God? And therefore, out of respect, he calls Hashem Malikecha the God of Edoi. The Radak says that Yerava meant that since the Navi was acting as the Shliach of Hashem clearly, so therefore, Edoi had a right, the Navi had a right to daven for the king, even though the king was, uh, was steeped in this Avera. Since Hashem had paralyzed Yeravam's hand as punishment for what he tried to do to the Navi. So the forgiveness of the Navi and the tefillah of the Navi would certainly help if that's what caused Hashem to get angry with him in the first place. Furthermore, a, a cure from HaKadosh Baruch Hu would certainly be additional motivation for Yeravim to do tshuva, but he does not. He fails to do tshuva even after he's given this um, this um, tefillah and this cure that comes now, and another opportunity to do tshuva here is wasted by Yeravim. The Pasuk ends off that his use of his hand returned vatihi kavari shona like it was before, which seems pretty obvious if it says that vatoshav yadamelech love, so obviously it was like it was before. So bringing down a medrash, 
the Be'er Moshe says that it means that Yeravam remained a Oivet Avaydizorah just like he had before, and that it's his gaiva, his arrogance, that took such a toll on Yeravam's judgment that he had no more good judgment. He did not have the ability anymore to realize the foolishness of what he was doing and that the punishment would come true and he should do tshuva, but his gaiva uh, caused him to continue down in the same road, he continued to be an avoyver just like he had before, despite what he just witnessed. The Binali'itim says that the Pazak is stressing that not only uh, did Yeravam not do tshuva, but he wasn't changed in the slightest. It's telling you that just like Parai, after the Makkah, each Makkah ended, his heart was hardened and he readopted the same stance he had before the Makkah. So too here, Yeravam was such an auction here that he literally returns to the Rishas to the same point and to the same extreme that he had previously. It was an Azaz Panim on his part that he refused to change, not even in the slightest, not even to start maybe feeling a little bit bad, maybe to decrease in his um, excitement and his devotion to the Avera, but no, he continues exactly to the same extreme, to the same extent that he had previously. The Malbim and the Ralbag say that Yeravam wanted to see, this was a test, that Yeravam wanted to see if there was any chance that his tshuva would be accepted. If the Navi showed him that he could daven and heal a sickness of the body, which was Yeravam's dried up hand, then he would believe that he could also be healed of a sickness of his neshama, which would come through tshuva. However, even after the Navi davens and his hand is healed, Yeravam still goes back to his original ways. The This is a lesson to us that the Yitzhara will tell us many times that our Avera is so great and we're so steeped in the Avera that tshuva, we're beyond the point of being able to do tshuva. That's not true. Even despite the extent of our Averas, as you see here by Yeravam, Hashem and His Rachmanus assures us that nothing stands in front of tshuva. True tshuva will be accepted by Ratzayin. Yeravam here is teaching us that lesson. He was so steeped that he felt that his case was hopeless and tshuva was beyond him, but he was wrong. Even at this point, uh, says the Taisvis Yontif, had he done tshuva, even though it was a chayte yamachti, had he done tshuva, his tshuva would certainly have been accepted. Let's do one more pasuk, pasuk zayin, vayidabar amelech elisha likim. So now the king speaks to the Navi and he says, come home with me, and let's dine together. And I also want to give you a gift. So the Barbanel explains that he tries now to butter up the Navi because he says, instead of me doing tshuva and uh, trying to make up with Hashem, it, I'll, I'll make up with the Navi and in that way I'll, um, uh, I'll help reduce the anger that Hashem has for me. Why? Because he saw that if his disrespect to the Navi caused him to be punished in such a great extent, then helping and being generous to the Navi and being hospitable to the Navi would cause him to have a great reward. But as we will see, the Navi refused to be to play any part in Yeravam's offer. Chaim Palaji sees actually a positive in this pasuk that you, at, at this point Yeravam is an Ayvid of Aydazara. To an extent, he's a Kaifer. He's certainly the king, and he certainly has a, a tremendous amount of power and force. And nevertheless, he his offer to the Navi to treat him with respect, to dine with him, and to give him gifts shows how beloved the Navi was in his eyes. He, at this point, says with Chaim Palaji, had respect for the Navi and appreciated him to the point that this was actually done with the proper motivation.